Welcome to Pastor Matters, the podcast of the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We hope this conversation will both equip and encourage you to lead healthy churches that make disciples for the glory of God. Hello, I'm Brandon Ward. And I'm Ron Jorlock. We want to welcome you to another episode of Pastor Matters. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the big bad wolves that threaten our churches and our people's spiritual formation. Uh, We're specifically going to talk about media consumption and the effect it can have on spiritual formation. Uh, This conversation is really inspired by a recent article uh, by the Gospel Coalition. The article is titled, Are Churches Losing the Battle to Form Christians? Uh, It's an article that both of us, I think, would, would recommend to you and Uh, It was written by Brett McCracken and can be found on the TGC's website. Uh, In the article, Professor Locke, uh, McCracken examines the effect media has had on believers, uh, on how Christians are being shaped by online life and and media. Are churches losing the battle to form Christians? Do you you agree? I mean, you've read the article. Do you Mm -hmm. agree with McCracken's kind of uh, examination of, of, of what's occurring in churches? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Uh, are churches losing the battle to form Christians? In some cases, I, I, I really want to say yes and no. Uh, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that we are in a world that is over, overrun, if you will, uh, by voices. There, there's just so much, you know, uh, uh, credit capitalism you know uh, credit our our liberties and our freedoms freedom of speech you know and so on that we are able to uh, to say so much credit our technology uh, that you know anybody can start a podcast I'm I'm looking at you uh, pastor center uh, you know any anybody can start a podcast uh, you know anybody with an opinion can say something on Twitter you know or on Facebook uh, anybody can market themselves on Instagram you know or YouTube uh, we are just in uh, an age where there are so many faces and so many voices and 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 so forth that it's not a shock it shouldn't be a shock uh that there's some competition if you will uh for our churches uh there's some competition uh for the people uh that make up our congregations uh so yeah uh it, it is a it is a struggle perhaps an unprecedented struggle in that sense if you're just talking about the number of voices uh that that are there but in another sense uh i don't think that we are losing the battle uh, to form Christians uh, if uh, we are uh, doing the things that the Lord has called us to do. Hmm. And if our people are, are faithful in following the Lord Jesus Christ and hearing his voice above the noise, if you will. Uh, so I, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yes, there are some. Uh, think of like the parable of the, so- of the soils. Uh, there are some, you know, where the word is, is falling on uh, stony ground, on thorny ground. The birds are coming and plucking it, you know, plucking the seed and, and, and so forth. Uh, these are the, you know, the, the world, you know, Satan, you know, of course, being the, the bird. You've got the, uh, the stony ground, you know, uh, of the struggles of this world and so on that are just keeping, you know, keeping us from hearing God. And, and in other cases, you've got the, the 
successes of the world, you know, the riches, the temptations of the world or so on. They're just pulling our attention away. Uh, this is this is uh, not new. This is what we had when we started our, our, our time as pastors. This is what we've had since we've become Christians. Uh, so in, in one case, you know, the, the terrain is, is the same as it was. It's just that there's more uh, uh, exposure to, you know, the, the voices and so on that we, that we face. I want to read something from the McCracken's article real quick. Uh, at one point in the article, he says, It was already an uphill battle for pastors before COVID. The digital age, and more broadly our secular age, has greatly expanded the horizon of ideas shaping Christians. Uh, he talks a little bit about how uh, churches only have, like, on average, a few hours with mm-hmm. their believers, with uh, with their members, uh, and ninety plus hours with whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked previously about how COVID nineteen has affected the church fellowshipping uh, with one another. How has it affected? the formation of the church, if it has affected them at all. Yeah, well, this has been one of the, the great uh, fears uh, for, for pastors and for churches uh, during the pandemic, during the shutdown and so forth, uh, is that one of the things that keeps Christians going, uh, going hard after Christ, you know, going towards him in fellowship and towards one another uh, in, our, in our community is time the time that we spend with each other the time that we spend under the word the time that we spend you know uh fellowshipping together singing songs to one another praying for one another and so on so when everything shuts down uh it becomes more difficult for us to to uh to tend to the things that bind us together to one another and of course that bind us together in fellowship and regular fellowship with our lord uh, it, it becomes much harder to do that. Whatever uh, we know from worship and 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 uh, conversations about worship and conversations about formation, that whenever there's a vacuum, uh, it's human nature to fill that space. You know, it, whenever there's a gap, we want to fill that gap with something else. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, we have a gap of fellowship. We have a gap of of time under the Word and 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 so forth. So what do we do? Well, we fill that gap. Well, all of a sudden we're, you know, we're intrigued with what, you know, whatever conspiracy theory is going on on Facebook, you know, or, yeah. or uh, you know, whatever, you know, troll is saying whatever he's saying on Twitter and, and so forth. And all of a sudden we, we start going, you know what? Yeah, you know, that, that, that shouldn't be that way or, you know, this. And we get caught up in into that movement, whatever that movement is. Uh, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves saying things that we would have never said months ago. Mm. That all of a sudden, now we're saying these things, and we haven't taken the time to sift through, uh, sift these ideas and so on through Scripture to see if this is true or not. We've the the struggle to discern, I think, is is much more prominent now, largely because things are coming at us uh, in mass. And so it's difficult to to sift when there's so many people coming with their opinions and 
and sometimes, you know, rather loudly. <laughs> uh, but it's also difficult when you get an idea and before you have the time to think about it, the next one has come back and this one's now obsolete. You know, so the time is going so much faster that it's hard to process. Uh, all of these things are, are coming at uh, us as pastors and of course it's coming at our people at a rapid pace in large numbers and uh, and it's just difficult it's just difficult to uh, to maintain the steady uh, the steadiness of of scripture the steadiness of the wisdom of of God's word it doesn't make it impossible and that's the the confidence that i have in the lord and confidence i have in his word it's not impossible these aren't new these battles. aren't new no not yeah. at all not at all we just have to stop and think about how we're going to approach the media uh that we're consuming and how we're going to approach the formation of our people uh in a way that will glorify uh the good shepherd yeah and these ideas you know we think social media is kind of the place where these kind of ideas are transferred and, and all of that but even in our Netflix shows and stuff, there there mm-hmm. are ideas and and things that are being that we're being exposed to. Mm-hmm. So taking a step back from pastors and, and and thinking of families, how can families kind of filter this out? Because uh, we know that the family is a very important part of the church. That's where you know discipleship needs to happen as well. And so how can they think? You know, as they uh, interact with media, how to kind of put the protectors on if that makes sense yeah yeah well uh you think about a a little child um let's say a, a, a child that's just now starting to crawl or just now starting to walk and with you know the the mobility this newfound mobility now the child is going i can get into everything so there the child is going up the steps. There the child is going into every cabinet. There the child is, you know, uh, opening up every door and all yeah. of this. So what do you do? Well, you put a gate in front of the steps, you know. Why? Because I don't want the child going up the steps, and I certainly don't want her falling down the steps. So I'm going to put a gate there. I don't want the child going into the medicine cabinet. So what do I do? Well, I put a, I put a safety lock there, you know, a child lock, you know, there, so that the, the child can't, open it up. Now you may have, you know, some, you know, spy CIA, you know, kid that's able to pick locks at, you know, uh, uh, two and a half years old. Uh, but you know, for the most part, you put a lock there, you're going to, you're going to keep the, the child from doing that. These things are for the protection of the child. Well, with the internet, you've got newfound mobility mm. and you're now you, you, you're able to roam around everything and anything and, and all of that. You need protection locks. Okay, you need things that you can uh, the, uh, parameters that you can set in place to say, I don't need to be on this every waking moment. I don't need to hear every single thing that is said. Uh, I don't need to entertain all of these things. Think about what Paul said in Philippians four, you know, when he said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Okay, and I take that to mean if it doesn't, you know, uh, check. If you can't check that list with whatever the content is that you're talking about. Turn it off. That's your. These are you know. This is your your safety lock. And may I say this also? It's not just for the children. Yeah. Parents need child safety locks as well. Uh, uh, you need to make sure that. Uh, that you are guarding your hearts, that you're guarding your minds, uh, because these types of things form you. 
We live in a world where we are formed and shaped by uh, the things that we are exposed to, and they form and shape, as, uh, as Jamie Smith has said in, in his books, uh, they form and shape our loves. So we've got to make sure that we are protecting ourselves, that we're protecting our children as well, uh, because these uh, uh, practices that we do form habits, and these habits form loves. And uh, as, as the Lord himself would say in Matthew 6, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So my practices are forming habits, and my habits are shaping my treasures, if you will, and my treasures are shaping my heart. And uh, as Proverbs says, we need to guard our hearts with all diligence. Uh, so, yeah, uh, put the, the locks in place, if you will. Set time limits to say, OK, you're going to be on here for this much time and that's it. You know, once you've you know, rationed it out, you know, you've used up your time. All right. Now you're going to have to do something more productive. Uh, uh, but, yeah, we've got to we've got to make sure that we are vigilant uh, with this, because a lot of times, like the big bad wolf, it could be uh, dressed up like grandma. Uh, but in, in reality, you know, uh, it's, it, you know, with the big teeth that it has and the big eyes that it has and the big nose and the big ears and so on, it's here to devour you. Yeah. And putting those locks in place for parents is, is so crucial because as you're being formed, your kids are being formed, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, putting good parameters on yourselves uh, kind of knocks two birds out with one stone. You know, you're, you're doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for your kids. Yeah. You know, if you're at the dinner table and you're constantly on your cell phone and that's you know, your, your face is always in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. What are you going to expect from your kids? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I've even had to battle this in my own life. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same can be said if we're, if we're pursuing the Lord and we're, you know, we're diligently in the scriptures and our kids see that, that's, that has an impact on them. Mm-hmm. As we're being formed and molded by the scriptures, uh, they see that and they too are. And, uh, and so I think that, that that's, that's very important. Uh, you know, we kind of hit on this a little bit, but how do pastors, okay, so we, we see that there, there is some issues here. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do pastors form their people in this age of distraction? Hmm. Well, I'd tell you, first things first, uh, be on your face before God. Hmm. Uh, pray earnestly for yourself. Pray earnestly for your people. Nothing you say is going to amount to anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing in your people's lives that's going to change apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. This is this is spiritual formation, all right? Uh, not fleshly formation. In fact, the matter is my flesh doesn't want to do anything. My flesh doesn't want to change. My flesh wants to entertain everything, mm. you know? Uh, my flesh loves a good fight. So I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to jump right in. You know, and and, uh, you know, throw a grenade at at some random person and and ruin their day. Hey, that's everything my flesh could want. Um, And so I have to guard against that. I've got to crucify that because that's not honoring to Christ. Uh, So I need to say things uh, I need to uh, sometimes I, I need to just get off altogether uh, and and if I am going to say something, then I need to make sure that it honors Christ. That's something that doesn't come natural to me, at least yeah. from a fleshly perspective. That's something that the Spirit forms in me, and that's something that the Spirit forms in your people. So plead with God. 
that the Holy Spirit would have control over your people, uh, that, that they would be walking by the Spirit, and in so doing, they would not be fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Uh, take the time to pray for your people earnestly and regularly. On top of that, speak about uh, the, the, the world that we live in. Uh, don't be so abstract, uh, you know, and, and if I could say this, you know, super spiritual, not in the spirit sense, but in the pious sense, uh, that you can't talk about reality and talk about real life. Uh, in real life, there are voices all over the place. Uh, they're, they're everywhere. Uh, so, they, so yeah, would you ahead. say this is this is a responsibility of a pastor to point out those wolves that are that are coming to that are seeking to to devour the people? Would you say that yeah. it's kind of the responsibility of the pastor to say, "Hey, look, you need to stay away from this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is toxic." Yeah, I would I would do just that, and if and if they don't. Uh, if they if they decide, well, you know, you can't tell me what to do and and, uh, you know, I, I can live my life the way that I want to live my life and so forth, uh, then you may have to consider discipline. Now you say, well, oh, my goodness, you know, what what kind of churches are we setting up that that pastors would be disciplining people uh, you know, over these things? Well, the question is, does this help people become more like Jesus? Mm. And if you notice that a, a path, whether it be you know uh, the people that, that that you hang around with, or or even in this case the media that you consume, if you notice that these things are forming you, they're taking you on a path that is moving you away from Christ and His kingdom and His commands, not toward Christ and His kingdom and His commands, uh, then you've got to be vigilant to care for your flock. Uh, you've got to make sure that your people are walking in a manner worthy of Christ. That's not a suggestion. That is the command of Scripture. Okay. Now, you've also got to lead by example. And so you need to make sure that you are living ab- above reproach and that you are uh, following Christ in, in every manner of your life, including your own media consumption. For those pastors who, who love to be the trolls online and you love to, uh, to, uh, uh, to be the one sowing discord, you know, uh, it's not, it's not, you're not sowing discord among your, your brothers, among your church family or anything, but you're sowing discord among every other church, perhaps you need to reconsider uh, your life. Uh, perhaps you need to reconsider what you are doing and what you have been called uh, to be and to do. Uh, and in some cases, you need to repent uh, because you're not setting an example for your people, uh, at least not one that is leading them towards Christ and his kingdom. Uh, but, yeah, you've got to pray for your people. You've got to be an example for your people. Uh, you've got to even call out, as we've said, call out the wolves where, where they are. And I would say also hold up high the person of Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, People are not going to turn away from one thing and towards another until they realize that it's worth turning away from it. There's got to be, as, as Thomas Chalmers, the old Puritan preacher said, uh, the, the expulsive power of a new affection. The expulsive power of a new affection. So how do you get rid? How do you expel one affection. Well, you've got to have a new affection that is so strong and so compelling that that it pushes away that the old one. I don't want the old one anymore because I got a better affection. 
So if that's true, and I think that it is true, then hold up high the Lord Jesus Christ. Show them who he is. Teach them what he has said. All right. Uh, let them listen to what our Lord has spoken and, and, and pray that God would open their eyes to see that who Jesus is and what he has uh, done for us and what he has done in placing us into his kingdom uh, and, and to bear witness to his kingdom as his church. All of these things are so much more compelling that the false and lesser narratives that we have in our world just don't cut it. Uh, Christ and his kingdom far surpass what we see in all of these other lesser narratives that are passing around uh, uh, in our in our culture. So uh, pray for your people, set an example for them uh, in the way that you live, in the way that you handle your life, even in terms of your media consumption and engagement with the media. Uh, uh, be firm enough to call them out if you recognize that they're going in a path that is not honoring to Christ and hold up high the person and work of Jesus. Show them that Christ and his kingdom far surpass the the lesser kingdoms and lesser narratives that we have in this world. Yeah. And media is not necessarily because we use that so broadly. It's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, oh, certainly not. I mean, th- I mean, I don't know about you, but I look forward to the times that me and my wife can sit down on the couch and watch you know the the latest movie on Netflix, or mm-hmm. you know being able to watch some stuff with the kids. But but like everything, it needs to be done in moderation. Anything yeah. that competes or replaces our affection for Christ mm-hmm. should be uh, crucified and and maybe even you know taken a step back. Should be examined on whether or not we should be doing it in the manner that we're doing it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's very helpful. One uh, of the things. You know, one, well, I was oh, going to say one of the things that I I tell my my children is that um. Jesus is not against you having things, yeah. but he is against things having you. Mm, that's good. And I, I think that that applies even to our media consumption. You know, he's not against you having Netflix necessarily, but he is against Netflix having you. Yeah. You know, and anytime you find yourself longing for lesser things, you know, or the vision that you see through Netflix or the vision that you see through, you know, whatever, whatever else you know other narratives and so on that are going on when you find yourself longing for that world more than you long for the kingdom Hmm. then that's when it has more of a grip on you than you have a grip on it and uh and that's when you need to perhaps step back and reconsider that's definitely helpful Uh, what encouragement do you can you offer pastors who are just discouraged and frankly frustrated by this battle you know they're spending hours of their lives trying to invest in in their people and it it's got to be discouraging and frustrating to see them right after a, you know Sunday morning going on social media and you know <laughs> exchanging conspiracy theories or, or or whatever it may be you know what can you say to them to encourage them as this fight as this battle continues yeah well for one thing uh, realize it's not new uh, I mean, you can remember uh, the story in Numbers with uh, with Moses when he's you know so frustrated with the people that he beats the rock and 
And in so doing, he disqualifies himself from from entering into the promised land. I said when I was pastoring <laughs> during my my days as pastor, the more I pastor, the more I understand Moses. <laughs> I, I get him. You know, uh, we've we've had those moments before. We've had those seasons before where you just want to beat the rock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, recognize this isn't new. Moses had these frustrations. Paul talks about, you know, the the uh, the the stresses, the anxieties of of the churches in 2 Corinthians. Uh you know, you you have all of these uh people, the Lord wept over the people. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you, but you were not willing. You know, he he had these moments. Jeremiah had these moments. This is this is par for the course, okay? Yeah. Uh the wolves are there and it is exhausting. Uh, because a lot of times you feel like you are you are fighting uh, a, a battle that that is near impossible, but at the same time recognize we worship the God of the impossible. Hmm. All right, we worship a God who is able to bring light out of darkness. We worship a God who is able to bring uh, life out of death. You know, this is this is a God who is able to move and do the things that we are not capable of doing in ourselves. Be encouraged. You have a God who loves the church more than you. Mm. And we have a Savior who has laid down his life for the salvation of his people. We have a Holy Spirit who is working to sanctify this body and bring them into conformity to Christ. Please understand that you are not alone in the struggle for your people. There is a triune God who loves uh, his people from before the foundation of the world. And I believe that he is way too faithful to himself and way too faithful to his promises and way too faithful to his people to quit in the middle of the game. Uh, He is going to do what it takes to bring his people to him. You continue to toil. You continue to hold up high Christ, continue to lead by example, continue to point uh, the way uh, uh, to Christ's likeness and so on, that they love Jesus uh, with everything and that they put the world back in its proper perspective and in its proper place. And as you do so, Please understand that you have the triune God working with you. He's got your back. Uh, and and uh, praise him for the little victories that he gives you. Uh, you know, it may not come in mass. Uh, it may come a little bit at a time. Uh, but as you're so as you see these things, you recognize God is keeping his promises and leading his people towards Christ. So be encouraged with that uh, and, and keep on going. Uh, because this is the right way. This is the way to Christ, and this is the way that honors him. Uh, so be faithful in your work and all that you do, and praise God for the results. Amen. Dude, you got me fired up right now. <laughs> uh, thank you, brother, for this conversation, and, and, and thank you for listening to this episode of Pastor Matters. It is our mission at the Center for Preaching and Pastoral Leadership to equip and encourage pastors in whatever context of ministry they find themselves in, and I hope we have done that well today through this dialogue and as always my beloved brothers be steadfast immovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that in the lord your labor is not in vain